Yeah, I don't think that's the right button. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Welcome to Be The Line, a podcast dedicated to helping you stand out. I am the greatest. Be unique. I don't know how to quit this, but I'm kind of a big deal. And separate yourself from the pack. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Whether you want to market a business, a brand, or simply yourself, you must be the line. The world has enough lemons. This is developing into a very bad habit. Here's your host, who doesn't play well with others and has a third grade report card to prove it, Fred Rui. And welcome to Be The Lime. I'm Fred Rui. Welcome to episode two. And, you know, episode two, that's like twice as many now. So, uh, you know, we had episode one. And last week we talked about being the Lime and what it's all about. And, and, and I, by the way, I'm thrilled at the response out of the gate, which is really, really cool. Uh, and now we're in episode two. So this is like twice as much fun all in the same podcast, which is really bizarre. Matter of fact, this particular episode we're calling Social Laryngitis. Uh, which I suppose, if I was to do this correctly, then I would just not say anything on here. The podcast would just be, you know, 20, 30 minutes of just blank podcast. But we're actually going to talk about it. We're actually going to cure it. I'm not even one of those doctors or anything. I don't play one on the internet. And uh, yet, I'm going to try and cure social laryngitis. But uh, if you missed last week, um, definitely go check it out. If you missed that, you also were probably trying to figure out, well, what is this Be The Lime, particularly if you just jumped in here. And basically, Be The Lime is centered on being unique and standing out from the pack. So whether it's your own personal life, your business, your brand, we're really focusing on real-world strategies you can use now. So this kind of all came together from from clients and friends and said, hey, you absolutely need to record this stuff. And and I thought, well, hey, I, I like to talk. And um, I like computers, and tell me about more about this podcast thing. So here we are. So how long this ex- social experiment lasts, I don't know. We're actually kind of launched the website at the exact same time called Be The Lime and turned that into a social experiment because I made sure that I didn't bring over any of my existing people, and we're building it articles, social media, and everything from scratch. And you can follow along there. Matter of fact, I'm really quickly going to start to divulge all the stuff I did on the startup and how we're going to start building the brand. So you can follow along. If you go to the site, go to bethelime.com and actually sign up for the newsletter, and you'll certainly be in tune. So on to the topic this week. We're talking about social laryngitis. But first, let me let me tell you what happened, how we even came up with social laryngitis. So last week, I had a potential client call me about a product launch, and I'm going to go ahead and call him Skippy. You'll find Skippy's kind of my default name for anybody that I either don't remember their names or don't really care what their name is. In this particular case, it is not the latter. I actually care what his name is, but I'm going to protect the innocent. So it's a pretty good concept and, you know, his, his product. And he has a pretty good following right out of the gate, which is great. You know, I mean, a lot some people have some really good ideas, but honestly, unless you've got something in play right away or some people following you right away, uh, you know, it's a cart before the horse. And we're going to talk more about that, particularly next week. Uh, when talking about any product with just about any client, I go through the gambit of how he communicates with his potential clients, uh, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or email, whatever it may be. And for the most part, he conducts webinars and writes articles for his website. And I looked at his website and it was actually very good, very impressive, 
A lot of good content if I was in that particular industry. So when the conversation turned to social media, he was pretty pretty much quiet. And so, um, you know, I, I, I kind of inquired and I'd done my homework because I knew who I was going to be con- consulting for. So he said, you know, he has a Facebook fan page, but he's never really posted in it. He has a Twitter account, but has actually never written a tweet. He also has Instagram, LinkedIn, and Pinterest, but has never really opened them. In other words, if you just go to those, he, he clearly established the account, which is something we recommend everybody do, whether they're going to use so so for example let's say you're using facebook and twitter whether you think you're going to use instagram linkedin or pinterest or not is irrelevant to at least locking up whatever your brand name is uh so if it's skippy uh you know i want facebook fan page skippy i want instagram skippy i want linkedin skippy i want pinterest skippy and i want those to be all the usernames if possible it's not always possible but if not get the closest variation you can to what would be comfortable if you were to promote on that just so you lock it up, just so nobody takes it later, that kind of thing. So I started at the top with Facebook with him, and I asked him why he didn't post to his fan page. After getting, and, and by the way, he, ha- he has a significant amount of fans. For doing absolutely nothing, he has followers. So after getting to the uh, usual objections, such as you know time, using Facebook for personal versus business, can't figure it out, uh, I pretty much got to the bottom of it. And he said, you know, I just don't know what to say. And... He's not alone. You know, a lot of people have this issue. And, you know, so he writes four to five articles a week on the website. So I'm thinking, how can you not know what to say? And I secretly already know the answer. He says, I don't know. It's just, well, you know, on social media, I don't know what to talk about. The blog is easy. Social media is hard. I said, so you pretty much have social laryngitis. And he said, exactly. So that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, I feel like I should do a PSA, like a public service announcement. You know, the more you know, you know, those announcements, the kind of cheesy ones that we saw in school, you know, I could, I could kind of picture a black and white grainy film. Some professor greets the camera in a white lab coat. Hey kids, do you suffer from social laryngitis? Well, you're not alone. Why? Here comes Skippy. And I don't know, maybe that's just funny in my head, but anyway, so I'm digressed, but moving on. So Skippy's not alone. Okay, after so many years of working on a variety of social media platforms, I've reduced it down to a few simple rules. Matter of fact, I will make this into a quick exercise, and this is going to solve social media, and then somehow I'm going to nurse this into 20 minutes. No, I'm just kidding. So what I want you to do is I want you to grab a piece of paper, and I want you to divide it into three columns, okay? Uh, now, if you're jogging or driving, just wait and do this when you get home. But 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 just imagine three columns, if you will, and you'll get the gist of it. At column one, you're going to write, at the very top of column one, I want you to write the word share. On column two, I want you to write the word original. And column three, I want you to write the word sell. So again, piece of paper, three columns, share, original, and sell. Now, the share column is going to be stuff that you did not write. Okay, These are not original pieces, obviously, if you take the second column, which is original. But share is just stuff that we're going to share. A uh, lot, a lot of sharing going out there. Probably too much sharing if I see another kitten video or something like that. But, but, but certainly sharing out there, you know, it's, something, it's going to be something that you share that you did not write personally. These are things that you find on the internet. They can be quotes. They can be really cool stories. They can be articles. They can be whatever you want, whatever fits in for you. And we'll talk more about how to choose that in a minute. Um, The original column is, if you hadn't guessed it already, is stuff that you write. It could be a link to an article on your website. 
It could be a recipe that you that you wrote and you're sharing with everybody. It could be a funny thought or a photo. But to be in that column, it must be original content. This is your photo, your idea, your quote, um, something like that. So the last column is the sales column, and it's just that. This is you selling. Whatever your product is, your brand is, or it's you, this is you selling. It could be a link to your book. It can be a special event you're running. It could be um, it could be anything. It could be a, a special, like a coupon deal, whatever it may be. That's what you have in that column. That's in the selling column. Now, sell and original are, at the beginning, 10% of what you put out there. Okay, so sell has 10% and original has 10% and share has 80%. So that means if I was to go look at all your posts, whether you're a business, a brand, or a personal entity, okay, 80% of what you're sharing in the very beginning is, or 80% of what you're posting, I should say, is going to be information or things that you've shared. You may have seen them on Facebook, you may have seen them on the internet, you may have seen them someplace else, but that means that if you're on Twitter, it's a retweet. If you're on Facebook and you see a good article, you know, they have that share button right there and you can share it to your own wall. That means 80% of what you post when you start off is going to be stuff that you're sharing. Now, this needs to make sense to your audience. Okay, you have, to, you have to do a little bit of, of homework, and not a lot, but you need to be sharing things that make sense to your audience. So, in other words, if you train cats, for lack of a better thing to come up with, uh, and I don't know why anybody would, you would not only share things about cats, or, um, but you would show, share cat collateral things as well. But you're not going to share stuff about dogs or parrots or whales, or dolphins, or chipmunks, or whatever, whatever else you can think about, because you're in the business of training cats. So everything you're going to share is going to be about cats. Your audience is interested in cats. Your original articles will be whatever you write about in your business about cats. So maybe you wrote an article about a great training session. Maybe you have a really cool scar from trying to bathe the cat. I don't know. Remember, you know, original category is original content from you. It could be a picture. Could be could be anything that you want to share in the original category. Your sell category is your product. And we'll we'll just stick with the cat stuff since we've already gone down this road. Maybe you wrote a book on training cats. You know, maybe you're the best cat trainer and you know, maybe you got cat training for dummies. I don't know what it may be. Uh, maybe you sell kitty sweaters. Um, I see my dogs, I don't see my cats, and I imagine that's because the first time you try to put a sweater on a cat, it's just not going to go well. But uh, maybe you sell kitty sweaters, maybe you're passing on info as an affiliate to someone else's cat stuff. Um, whatever the case may be, that's the kind of stuff that we're going to put in the sell category. So in other words, the easiest way to define the sell category is to go, hey, look, if you stand to make any money off this, then that goes in the sell category. Or if you're trying to push something of your own personal stuff, that goes in the sell category. So now let's plan some posting, okay? So if we were to take the next 10 posts, all right, the next 10 posts. Now we're gonna make this real easy because you're gonna go back to that Facebook page or you're gonna go back to that Twitter page or you're gonna go back to LinkedIn or Pinterest or whatever it may be. And the next five posts are going to be something you share. They're going to be something you share. So if you, I think, I, I think we talked last week or next week, I think I can't remember when we're talking about a bakery. Uh, you know, maybe you're sharing recipes. Okay. Maybe you're a sign maker and you're sharing really cool pictures of signs that someone else took. 
Uh, it could be, any, you know, if you're a florist, it's really cool flower arrangements. If you're on the tourist board, it could be, you know, really cool pictures from all around the world where people have taken cool pictures. If you're a surfer, it could be, you know, beaches and surfboards and sand and all that kind of thing. Whatever it may be, you're just going to share. So posts number one through five are going to be share. Now, I'm going to say one post a day right now just to keep it real simple. So day one, we're going to share something. Day two, we're going to share something. And all the way up to day five, we're going to share something. Okay. On day six, I want you to post something original. Now, there's no pressure. This doesn't have to be huge. Again, this can be a recipe. This can be a photo. So again, you know, if, if you're into cats, it could be a picture of a cat. It could be a funny, uh, uh, you know, quote or something that you that you came up with that you thought was original or you think is funny or one of those, you know, Jerry Seinfeld day in the life type things where you had some funny observation or something like that. Uh, but you're going to post something original. Day seven and eight are going to be share again. So we're just going to share something. So I'm hoping you can see. So now we're all the way up to day eight. We've done eight posts on whatever media we're talking about. And only one of them has had to be something original. Now, I know that what you're saying, and we're going to actually kind of use this as a case study in a second. You're saying, well, you know, where's the value in me just sharing stuff? And I'm going to tell you how we're going to leverage this, but this isn't our ultimate goal. Our ultimate goal is not to have just sharing and not actually doing anything ourselves, but this is just to get us going, to get us going here. So post nine is going to be original, or I got back to something original, and post 10 is going to be something I'm selling. Now, if you're not selling anything out of the gate, if you don't have anything to sell, then don't worry about it. Then just start back around over and start sharing and stuff like that. In social media, you should not be selling any more than an eight to one ratio, okay? That means if you send out eight things of value before you send out something asking for a sale, all right, let me say that again. That means you send out eight things of value before you send out anything that's asking for a sale. Now, by value are those shares, are the original content. So, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for you to get this bank of permission to sell me. And you don't have permission to sell me any of your stuff, your little kitty sweaters or whatever it may be. You don't have permission to sell me your stuff. And I don't care if it's a Rolex watch, if it's a kitty sweater, if it's a Learjet or whatever, anything in between, all that stuff. You don't have permission to pitch your stuff to me until you've given me value in following you. So I'm going to say that the closest you can get away with excuse me, is eight to one. Now, I like 10 to one in social media because most people won't have seen most of your messages. All right, so Twitter's a blip on the radar. Facebook's a blip on the radar as far as how long they last. So I like to extend that out even farther and say, look, only 10 to one. So 10 to one or eight to one, whichever you want to choose, on the messages you send out, are not going to be sales related. So for every 10 messages, you're allowed, you now have permission to give me one sales message. Otherwise, you're giving me value. Now, emails, if you're talking about emails, email marketing can be closer to five to one or even less. And we'll talk about that when we actually talk about email. I think we start getting into that in the next couple of weeks here. So by maintaining a 10 to one ratio, selling versus not, you are sure to be giving value to your followers and they'll stick with you. Because ultimately, it doesn't do any good. I mean, and we've seen these accounts where, you know, all they're posting is, look at me, look at me, look at me, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. And there's no value. 
and they tout how many people they have that have either unfollowed them or started to unfollow them or tuned them out because all they're doing is talking about their own stuff and nobody cares about that. And I don't care how big your brand is. If all you're doing is telling me to buy your stuff, at least not entertaining me in the process, then I'm out of here. So you don't move any percentage in a category until you're comfortable. So there's no pressure. So in the very beginning, we're doing 80, 10, 10. But eventually, as you get the hang of it, you can move some of the 80% share into the original category. You don't move any percentage into the sale, sell category. Okay, so after a couple of weeks, you might be looking at 40% of the stuff you have out there is share, 50% of it is original, and 10% of it is in the sell category. And again, we're never going to have more than 10% in the, in the sell category. We're just not. There's no value in it. That's plenty of times to get out there and get a sale. Maybe you jump out there one week because you got some other hot deal comes up or some other cool thing to pass on that's sales related. But for the most part, we're going to want to stick to that. Matter of fact, if you look at my personal Twitter account, you'll see that most of what I post is at least at least a 10 to 1 ratio. It has nothing to do with selling. Uh, matter of fact, probably probably even most are. Seriously, my personal Twitter is at Godfather, a, you know, the at symbol G-O-D. F-A-D-R, at Godfather. It's like Godfather, but it's not T-H, because that would have been horribly pretentious. So, And you can see for yourself. You can see that there's a lot of sharing. There's a lot of stuff that, that I find on the internet. There's a, there's a good portion of, of you know, I, I'd say for me personally, there's probably 50% uh, stuff that I, that I share. 25% uh, is probably stuff that I just completely come up with scratch. There's another 15% that is... Um, uh, you know, stuff that I find that I'm like, yeah, that's pretty funny, but I could probably rewrite it. And then I have no idea what's left. What's the 5%, uh, 35% more in poor math skills. I don't know. Whatever the percentage left over is actually selling. So not, not very much as far as, as anything to do with, with selling. Um, I use my Twitter for personal hobby. Um, you know, whatever I'm kind of turning into a business, I tend to be talking a lot more about. You'll, if you go now, you'll see that I, I actually own a cigar company. That was something I turned a hobby into a business there on a cigar company. Uh, I was actually the first cigar maker to print my Twitter account right on the cigar bands, right on the outside of the cigar bands. So um, I've mentioned both Twitter and Facebook in this episode. And frankly, the, the ratios apply to both. We're going to talk about um, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, emails and some other platforms in there, but I want to, you know, just go back to what we're really trying to do here is make it easy for ourselves and starting out here. And one of the things that's going to make it easy for us is let's just not take, let's take the pressure off of all this original content we have to put out of the gate. And let's just talk about providing a service and providing sharing. Now, if you're wondering if the whole sharing thing actually works, you know, you can actually build an audience by sharing info. Because I know, you know, I, I know some people are sitting back there going, Fred, there's, okay, great, there's no value, as I said earlier. So, so basically, and, and I should probably just make them, the, you know, the kind of the whole line of the week type thing, but bottom line is, is this guy has this absolutely nailed. And if you're on Facebook and uh, you have anything funny come across your desk, uh, I will say that it is probably from uh, this gentleman here. So who I'm going to talk about right now is uh, George Takei. Uh, and you probably remember him from Star Trek. And if you don't remember him from Star Trek, then you probably uh, remember him from Facebook. And I would say George Takei probably has somewhere, you know, if I was to look at, if I was to look at the whole internet, I would say 20% of, of stuff on Facebook's original. 20% uh, of it is an interesting kind of replay. And I would say 60% George probably shared first. Uh, if you go to his, his, his page, 
If you go to look at him on Facebook and you go to facebook.com, George Takei, and it's, you know, G-E-O-R-G-E, Takei, T-A-K-E-I. Um, it is Takei, not Takai, as a lot of people say. It's, I think it's Takei. So anyway, if you go to his site now, now he predominantly shares, and he shares at a much higher ratio than I even recommend, but he also doesn't have quite as many things that he's pitching or selling uh, other than when he's in a show or something like that. So he shares and shares and shares and shares and shares. Now, George has, at the time I'm, I'm looking at his figures right now, he has 8,369,192 likes. Now, I can tell you, as a Star Trek fan, there are a lot of Star Trek fans out there. I can also tell you that there's nowhere near 8,369,192 George Takei fans that would be following him for Star Trek reasons. Because he is funny and he shares really, really funny stuff. And he doesn't need nor feel the pressure to come up with anything new. Uh, because one, that would be a horrible amount of pressure with that many people. But two, so I'm scanning right back right now. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 17 before he has anything that's even his, and he just shares just absolutely wacky stuff. So one, I highly recommend going and following him. He's really, really funny, and, or I should say he shares funny things, but it'll kind of take pressure off actually sharing things as we're going along there. And um, I want you to pay attention to that. I want you to pay attention to what we're going to start with, which is 80% share. And um, I think I think you'll be it's a good way to slowly get into there. So let's talk a little bit a bit more about sharing. And your goal is to use sharing info as a way to get you started. In the end, you're going to need some original content at some point. So I want to talk about one more thing that can help you idea what to share uh, and also kind of get in the sell category and basically call this article hijacking. So let me give you an example of article hijacking because this is a good way to, you know, kind of sneak in a sale, but basically still be talking about your stuff. So let's say you have a website that sells kombucha. Uh, and I am probably selling saying kombucha very wrong. Now, if you don't know what kombucha is, uh, kombucha is a tea. It's fermented drink made with tea, sugar, bacteria, yeast. And uh, sometimes they refer to it as a uh, kombucha mushroom tea. Kombucha is not a mushroom. It's actually, it's a colony of bacteria and yeast. And they make this tea, and it's basically fermenting, and it, you open up the cap, and it, you know, but you keep it in your fridge, and you drink it, and it's supposed to be great. It sounds tasty, doesn't it? It's actually pretty t good tasting, and it, it's definitely a health, it's, it, it's a health drink. Okay, and, it, and, and you brew it, I, I don't want to say similar to beer because I'm going to get a bunch of you know, emails from people to brew beer and say it's nothing like that. But uh, I know it's in a keg, and I know it looks like it's being served like beer. So we'll go with that. But let's just say that you have a website that's kombucha, and, it, and let's just say it's a health drink. Now, it's pretty easy to find any big-name media reporting on unhealthy things. Okay, so let's say Good Morning America, I don't even know, can I say Good Morning America on a podcast? Let's just say Good Morning America does a segment on the evils of diet soda. Okay, I say as I'm drinking a, a Diet Pepsi right now. Um, so they've, you know, Good Morning America does a segment on it, any morning show, they do a segment on it, they talk about the evils of diet soda, how you shouldn't be drinking them. Uh, they probably even posted a video after the show of the segment, 
you know, saying, hey, here's what we did. And we took diet soda and we did this. Now, if I was in, you know, if I had kombucha, and I, I really need to find out how I'm supposed to pronounce that. Uh, if I have kombucha and um, I'm ready to, to actually, you know, I, I want to promote my stuff and I'm getting to my sales one. So a great way to do it would be I would actually take the video that the morning show did and I would put it right on one of my web posts or right on one of my Facebook posts. But I would, I would really want to play with the website here because I want to drive them to, beyond the video. So I'd put the video on my webpage, embed it right there, whether it's YouTube link or you know one of the other players and stuff that you can use. And then below that, after the video, I would share this, go, hey, wow, just saw this on, on Good Morning America. You really got to check out this video, you know, in some horror headline type thing like that. Now, after the video, below the video, I would say, hey, if you're serious about getting healthy and not putting on natural toxic junk in your body, just check out my latest kombucha recipe and then a link to that. So what we've done is we brought everybody in by the unhealthy Coke. Now, they, they, they soda. So they may not even know that Diet Cokes are unhealthy for you. They may not even know what kombucha is. But there, something got their attention. Now, most likely you got their attention on the horrors of, you know, it, it's like when they, they come out at 7 o'clock and go, oh, my gosh, this, this could kill your family, news at 11. And you're like, well, great. Now I don't know what to do for the next four hours. So, so what we're doing is we're leveraging other media to give us an excuse to talk about our stuff. Matter of fact, in this case, our stuff is the cure. Okay, our stuff's the cure. And in other cases, you could do what I call bandwagon hijacking. So this is where you take someone that's doing something very similar and leverages you to that product. Now, it should go without saying that you should not say anything that isn't true. Okay, I know you know that. Uh, I know that. You know that. But there's always a couple people out there that think they can push the rules. And frankly, you don't need to. You're not saying that kombucha solves whatever effects of the soda. You're just saying... Hey, any video that talks about eating or drinking stuff that's unhealthy becomes a great article hijacking feature to then segue into the kombucha. Any article, any video that talks about anything unhealthy becomes article hijacking. Any video that talks about something healthy, so if there's an article out there talking about how, you know, we're not getting enough of the good yogurt type bacteria uh, in, in our diet and stuff like that. Man, look at this video that they did on you know 60 Minutes or whatever it is, and they did this whole article. And you know what? If you're serious about actually getting the good bacteria, check out check what I've got out in kombucha. You know? and, and, and I don't know. I mean, whatever, whatever the case is. But there's always, always something to leverage there. So this week, I want you to focus on the value you can share. Okay, the value of what you can share. You don't have to make it up yourself, but you do want to share something of value. Start that process and you'll be well on your way to better communication and interaction with your followers, whatever the platform, whatever. We're, again, we're still talking in generalities, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, whatever you're talking on. Now, before I close, I want to go over this week's alignment. And I'm actually recording this podcast on a Tuesday and I didn't even wait till the end of the week to go over who the, the lemon was in the marketing because I, I was, like everybody else, was, was sitting around the uh, uh, football on Sunday, which was the Super Bowl. And I'm sure you have you guys know where I'm going. And what came up was the nationwide insurance. Um, now, 
again, I don't have to wait to the end of the week to realize that this was the the worst commercial for a whole lot of reasons, but it's more the timing. Now, if, if you missed the commercial, uh, uh, and you can see it, if you go to bethelime.com, it's a recent article. I actually have the commercial on there, and I actually have the um, my comments on there. And um, basically, if you watch the commercial, uh, and it, I mean, this is a spoiler alert, but quite frankly, you want to be spoiled. Uh, basically, the, the, the child talks about, uh, there's a little kid on camera, and he talks about, you know, growing up and, and all the things that he's not going to get to do. And he's staring at the camera, and I'm not going to get to learn to ride a bike. I'm not going to get kissed by a girl and get cooties. I'm not going to grow up and get married. And then he's looking right onto the camera and says, because I'm dead. And then it goes into nationwide how, you know, accidents are preventable and blah, 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 uh, which, which don't get me wrong, um, the right message, okay? The, the right idea. Um, and, and it's a real problem and it should be a public service announcement. But in the middle of the Super Bowl, you were just beat down unbelievably emotionally. Now, I mean, everybody says we're too critical, you know, I mean, there's, just, you know, it's supposed to be just commercials about puppies and stuff like that. And, and again, from a marketing perspective, you can argue going, hey, you know, well, look, they got everybody's attention, everybody's talking about them, and they are. But you know what? At the end of the day, in my opinion, wrong message, wrong time. I mean, really, the Super Bowl advertisement. Now, maybe the tactic was, you know, keeping with be the line, you know, be different. Everyone else is running humorous advertisements with puppies and celebrities and hot models. They expect and enjoy that. I would have loved to have been in Nationwide's conference room during the big ad pitch that, you know, for, well, here's what we're thinking for the Super Bowl. You know, some over-caffeinated person convincing Nationwide's people how this ad will stand out and get attention. I mean, it probably went like, you know, you know what people like more than beer, seven-layer dip, and chicken wings on Super Bowl Sunday? Wait for it. Dead kids. No. So, I mean, seriously, look, I get it. It's a real issue that can be avoided in some cases. But was this really the time to bring it up? And, and, and what about those families that actually lost a child to such a tragedy? Thanks for reminding them on Super Bowl Sunday. So, no, I didn't have to wait to the end of the week for, to choose my lemon of the week. Uh, congrats nationwide. You did get attention. But that old adage of any press is good press is certainly not true in this particular case. So that's going to wrap up the Be The Lime episode number two on social laryngitis. And I hope that helps you. I hope you go out and start tomorrow. I would say start today, but I'm going to give you an extra day. Start tomorrow, but today maybe write down going, here's what I'm going to share over the next five days. And then I'm going to come up with something original. It doesn't have to be dramatic. doesn't have to be a novel. Uh, and this is what we're going to do going forward. So thanks for listening. The next week, we're going to talk about what I call the golden goose. What is the number one thing you can do right now that could have the greatest impact on your business? And here's a kicker, costs you next to nothing. So until then, I'm Fred Rui, and remember, be the lime, the world has enough lemons. You've been listening to Fred Rui on Be the Lime. Get even more helpful tips, strategies, and general mayhem online at BeTheLine.com. Until next time, remember, the world has enough lemons. Be The Line.